You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning and welcome to Focus on the Liturgy here on WNDZ 750 AM. We are an element of programming of Catholic Chicago. I am Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship for the Archdiocese of Chicago. And I'm Timothy Johnston, back from Washington, uh, (laughs) D.C., here in Chicago, uh, and pastoral associate at St. Thomas the Apostle in Hyde Park. And I am Danielle Noe. I'm an editor at Liturgy Training Publications, also of the Archdiocese. And welcome back, Timothy. Yes. It is, it is lovely to see you, to have you back in this town. It is Couldn't good to be, be back. Happier. It is very good to be back. <laughs> I'm glad to have you. I'm glad to see you, too, very much. Well, welcome to those who are also uh, following us on Facebook and YouTube. Um, as you know, we are here every fourth Wednesday of the month, and our liter- our uh, program focuses on all aspects of liturgy, of the communal corporate, uh, celebration of the church's rites. Uh, we break open the seasons, we break open sacraments, we break open a number of things uh, and everything that has to do with the uh, with the church's liturgy. Mm-hmm. Um, Danielle, you picked it, but that is my most favorite <laughs> hymn that we opened oh, nice. this show with. Maybe talk. Oh, a li- I'm so glad yeah. it's one of mine as well. The, I, the canto will be yep. the opening song at my funeral. <laughs> mine too. Um, yeah, mine too. Yours too. <laughs> yep. It, uh, of, of course, it's all creatures of our God and King. It's yep. the uh, musical rendition of the uh, Canticle of the Sun. Uh, the hymn of praise written by <laughs> one of my patrons, St. Francis of Assisi. Uh, Danielle, uh, talk a little bit about why you chose that for the opening. Well, um, we are now in the midst of the season of creation. Um, many of our listeners may know that several years ago, Pope Francis had designated September 1st as the World Day of Prayer for the Care of Creation, which is something that had been celebrated by the Orthodox Church for a number of years. And this was um, not only an act of solidarity with the Orthodox Church, but as an effort of Francis um, kind of drawing on the heels of his um, document, Laudato Si, which is on the care for our common home, but you know, emphasizing that creation is a sacred gift um, from God, one that uh, needs to be cared for and cultivated by all of humanity. Um, that all of creation, by their by their very nature, gives God thanks and praise, which is really the essence of what all creatures of our God and King right. really is. Right, the I lyrics say, to that song. Yeah, I always say anybody who's been to the Grand Canyon understands that uh, uh, that spiritual that spiritual principle mm-hmm. that creation just, just by its very existence sings praise to God. Yes, and then but you and, mentioned and, a season, so it's it's this whole mm-hmm. month, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so it, it began, as I said, on September 1st, and it runs through um, the more memorial of St. Francis of Assisi, of course, who is the patron of ecology, the patron of animals, um, and by his very witness of life teaches us um, about the sacredness of creation, that, yes, we, we believe that Christ is present, God God is present in the liturgy, but, he's, but Christ, God is omnipresent. Right. So his the sacramentality of creation, God exists in nature, in animals, in every created being because they were created out of God's love. Yep. And we thought since we have been uh, breaking open Desiderio Desideravi, which is the Pope's most recent apostolic mm-hmm. letter, uh, it was issued on June 29th, our very next show 
was on that, and yep. we decided that we'd spend <laughs> the good part of the remainder of the year in our monthly shows breaking open Desiderio Desideravi. And in that document, on the formation, on the liturgical formation of the people of God, uh, Pope Francis talks an awful lot about creation and mm-hmm. how creation and the liturgy intersect. And Laudato Si does as well, and it is the season of creation, and so it didn't take us very long to figure <laughs> out what we were going to talk about this month. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, so the, the breaking notes, we continue to break open the apostolic letter of Pope Francis, and, um, in, a, and in a special focus uh, this month, how uh, cr- what creation has to do with it. Just for our <laughs> listeners, kind of reminder, um, this apostolic letter was issued on the 29th of June, the Solemnities of St. Peter and Paul, and it literally is to the whole world. It's to the bishops, mm-hmm. it's to the priests, it's to the deacons, it's consecrated men and women, it's to all the faithful. It's literally to the whole mm-hmm. church. And its topic is the liturgical formation of the people of God. Francis mm-hmm. talks about we've been breaking it open the yeah. last number of months. He, he his whole point is um, uh, that Jesus, uh, with the deepest desire, desires to be with us, desires to eat with us, to encounter mm-hmm. us. And um, he says that the the liturgy is the premier place. And in fact, the liturgy mm-hmm. makes any encounter with Christ on that level that he's reminding us of. Um, the liturgy makes that kind of encounter uh, possible. Possible, yeah. Yep. Right. And I think... Go ahead. Well, I was going to kind of connect it to um, Laudato Si because he emphasizes in that document on on how the sacraments are, you know, the privileged way in which um, God becomes a means of mediating himself to us, right? So that, you know, in our worship, we're invited to embrace the world on a different plane. So all of the signs and symbols that we use in the liturgy, fire, water, oil, all of the stuff of creation become these extraordinary means of God's presence, right? Yep. They become the very vehicles for mm-hmm. God encountering us. And he picks he picks up on that in uh, Desiderio. We're going to talk talk about that in, mm-hmm. in just a minute. Um, but but th- that whole idea of um, creation and the cosmic liturgy trend, how does that transition how does that transition down to, then to mm-hmm. to the liturgy that we celebrate on on uh, on the Lord's Day? Well, it brings us into this participation with incarnation with resurrection with ascension so in in the liturgy heaven and earth are united so it's this so we're we're being elevated into this cosmic reality this cosmic plane i often say that in the liturgy we have one foot in the door of heaven and one foot on earth right yep yep exactly And, and Danielle, as you say that, one of the things that I, I think about, or I wonder if our listeners, uh, you know, when we think about the idea of cosmic or cosmic liturgy, that might not be as a familiar terminology when we talk about our experience of liturgy. Um, and so I, I think what you just shared, the images that you, you brought forward, it is heaven meeting earth, you know, so it's not some mm-hmm. something out there, but we are we are participating within it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll often talk about it uh, in this way that um, Danielle, as as we were just talking, uh, all of creation, just by its very existence, sings a great hymn yes. of praise and thanks to God mm-hmm. the Creator. Right, just by its very mm-hmm. existence, when we enter into the liturgy, when or as Pope Francis says, when we respond to Jesus's invitation to the liturgy mm-hmm. in a set, we plug in to that great hymn of praise that creation is already singing to God that great mm-hmm. hymn of praise and thanksgiving right. that's all that's going on you know perpetually yeah. we plug right. into that during our time in the liturgy that's why i always share very often similarly Todd when i'm doing workshops especially around the holy holy and and talking about that that we are uniting our voice not only to the angels and the saints, but to that of all creation. Right. And mm-hmm. it is that unending hymn of praise. You know, a tree, all it can do is offer its treeness, its 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 very being in praise and thanksgiving to mm-hmm. the creator. And so we model that. Obviously we have a little bit more engagement of that, but we come as we are and we offer the creation that yes. we are in praise and thanksgiving. Isn't it Psalm forty eight? 
Mountains and hills, clap your hands, tallest trees. Oh, yes. I think so, yeah. Clap your yes. hands, give praise to the one whose love made you. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. The, 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 yeah. The, so we've had, we've, we have this sense. We just need to rediscover it, I think, is what Pope Francis <laughs> is telling us. Yeah. Right? I yes. mean, so, so uh, that, just that image from, from the psalm, uh, that, that creation, clap your hands, give praise, sing out your, sing out your praise to the one whose love made you. That's mm-hmm. that's what we do in the liturgy. Well, you just made me think, Todd. The two, like, well, two things. One, um, as you said, your example of, of standing at the Grand Canyon. Uh, for me, it's standing in the Rocky Mountains. Right. Mm-hmm. All of us have had some encounter with with creation. I hope. I hope that whether you're at the Grand Canyon or you're in your backyard looking at a butterfly, where you have been in awe of of some mm-hmm. something about what you've experienced in creation, and that sense of awe is is only possible i think because of of the grandeur of who god is in our life like we mm-hmm. can recognize in reality in yeah yeah, yeah. We, we, we can recognize yeah. the beauty that is god in creation we can recognize yeah. the beauty in that butterfly in whatever it might be um and i i say to my mom often um you know, because she does, she she wants it to be sunny all the time and never rain. And and I always think of the Canticle of Daniel, you know, praise yes. the snow and the sleet, and, and all of it reminds us or draws us into the mystery of God and affects then how we worship. Yeah. And it affects and mm-hmm. brings us into the place of a prayer. It, so so it is part of our it is part of our prayer tradition mm-hmm. to recognize creation's role. You just mentioned the Canticle of Daniel. The church prays that every Sunday mm-hmm. in morning prayer, right? Yes. And listeners, mm-hmm. you, you, you might sound familiar to you. Um, sun and moon praise the Lord. Mountain and hills mm-hmm. praise the Lord. All you water creatures and dolphins praise mm-hmm. the Lord. Praise and exalt mm-hmm. his name above all forever. And, and interestingly, um, and, and maybe I'm, I'm reading into this too much, but since you mentioned the canticle of cre- uh, the son, the canticle of creation by uh, St. Francis, he most likely would have been familiar with that canticle yeah. for his own celebration of the Psalms. And this was a, a, another way of him expressing in, in vernacular language, because the folks that he was around were praying in Latin mostly, that they could praise the sun, the moon, the stars, the fire, the wind, the water, even Sister Death. Even Sister Death. At yeah. the end. I want that yeah. verse at my funeral. I don't want them to cut that verse out. <laughs> that's right. Praise God for Sister Death. Right? I mean, well, right. It's sort of the full circle, right? Like he, he captures, I think, what the canticle is attempting and, and sort of brings that all together in the way that he's worshiping um, yeah. the experience of God that he has had in his own life. Yeah. And so the creation itself is made holy, mm-hmm. created holy, um, mm-hmm. because it all comes from the hand of the creator, mm-hmm. and the creator does not create anything profane, mm-hmm. then how does the incarnation plug into that? Keeping in mind, we have one minute before we have to take a break. <laughs> because, because Laudato Si and, um, and, and even the season of creation and Desiderio, Desideravi, uh, the, 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 the letter on the liturgical life of the church, it's, creation is tied up with the great mystery of the incarnation, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I, I, I'm going to say that phrase. It's the recapitulation <laughs> of creation through it, the incarnation that God entered into our sinful existence, right? And always butts in, right? So he <laughs> sanctified the very essence of creation. And that, you know, from the early church fathers called that the marriage of heaven and earth. So when I talked about that earlier and how the liturgy does that for us, the incarnation was that unification of heaven and earth that no longer is humanity or creation for that matter separated from God. That they, so yes, that 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 in, in the mystery in the great mystery of the incarnation, the created and the creator are brought together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Are, are mm-hmm. unified, are wed, as, as, as we yes. said. And, yes. and, and we remember that with that image that every liturgy is celebrated with a foot in the here and now yes. and a foot in eternity. It's the, it's the now but not yet, the yeah. here but not yet. Right. We need to keep talking about Paschal Mystery 
beginning with incarnation. We always start, you know, passion, death, and resurrection. That's often the description, but it begins with incarnation. Yeah. The Paschal Mystery is the great Christ event, which, mm-hmm. which, as as you say, which begins with the great mystery of the incarnation. Mm-hmm. Right. right. It, it, and again, just as you're all all talking, we these are the way that we pray within the liturgy reminds us of this, you know, the preparation of the gifts, for example, the the text that we sometimes hear or don't hear, but blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Mm -hmm. For through your goodness. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for through your goodness and the work of human hands, Mm -hmm. like we're participating in this, uh, Mm -hmm. in the incarnation in in a very physical way. And we're Mm -hmm. using the gifts that have been given um, for our our celebration of the Eucharist that we're going to be offered back mm-hmm. that are going to nourish us and transform us and send us back out into the world. I, I, I do like that interchange there. Uh, you know, blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness, you give us what we now offer back to you, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you, you created for us. And you look at those, mm-hmm. you, you look at what those gifts are, very simple, very natural parts of creation, right? Mm-hmm. Ground, right. wheat, Mixed with water yeah. and the blood of the grape, yeah. It's just the, the yeah. uh, gifts of nature. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's simple and and necessary, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And then and, and the only reason we can give them, the only reason we can offer them, is because he first gave them to us. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and part right. of the beauty of that is in the giving, um, in, in that sense, and maybe, yeah, in, in God giving that to us. They're fulfilling their mission. Ah. They're fulfilling (laughs) in some ways of what they're created to do. That is a great. We got a break here. Good point. But come back talking about that because Pope Francis addresses that in Desiderio. Stay with us. We'll be right back after these messages for more focus on the liturgy. October 8th, Catholic Charities and the Archdiocese of Chicago will gather with other religious and civic organizations in a rally against domestic violence. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Join us as we rally, walk, and stand in prayer, saying no to domestic violence. The rally will be held at St. Catherine Drexel Parish, 91st Street and Stony Island Avenue in Chicago from 9 to 11 a.m. Registration begins at 8.30. For more information, call 312-948-6529. That's 312-948-6529. Let's raise awareness and work together to stop domestic violence. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org seminarianfund or call 312-534-7959. Did you know that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we will make the donation as easy as possible free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy. We are talking about Desiderio, Desideravi, and creation. Uh, Welcome back. We began the show talking about the season of creation, the time between September 1st and October 4th, the uh, memorial of St. Francis of Assisi. Pope Francis has called this the season of creation, uh, calling on all of us to pray for the uh, common good of uh, for for the our common home, uh, and um, we're connecting that with the theme of creation that Pope Francis raises in his latest apostolic letter, Desiderio Desideravi. Uh, and before that last break, Timothy, you made you made that that that, that, <clears throat> that great comment. <clears throat> pardon me. In the liturgy, we offer simple bread and wine, elements of creation, and you and you said with you know that idea that they were created for this yeah they fulfill their purpose their, destiny, their mission their purpose. Their, you know for what they are created uh, to do and then and Todd pointed out in our break that Pope Francis actually connects maybe not with bread and, and wine in the same way or the grapes and, and wheat but it 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 is the same thing in paragraphs 12 and 13 of the document, which I cannot pronounce either. Um, <laughs> Just point to gotta, me whenever it's time to say the name right. and I'll say it. Desiderio. you got to start practicing. Um, but talks about the waters of baptism, that, that when we look at the prayer for the blessing of the baptismal water, we we get the sense or we, we understand that God created water with the purpose of baptism, like that, with that baptism it, it, it in was mind, already in mind. Right. So again, water, and you know, and this is why we talk about things being efficacious in sacramental practice. Like they do what they say they're going to do, right? And and so it was already deemed that water should cleanse, that water should purify, purify, unite refresh, us, refresh all, renew. all those wonderful things. So if it, it, he he yeah, so in in Desiderio he talks about that making that connection between liturgy and, and creation, but then push that further, right? So if it's true that God had baptism in, in mind when He created water, then that's true that God had anointing in yeah. mind when He created the olive. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. For, for the for the oil that God had mm-hmm. um, that God had uh, uh, um, uh, the Eucharist in mind, like you said, when he created yeah. wheat and created grapes um, that 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 God had, uh, uh, you know, go go further. God had God had redemption and 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 uh, uh, salvation in mind when he created fire. Well, I was just going to say the bees, <laughs> yes. you know, thinking about the bees and, and, and the Paschal Vigil when we think about the beautiful imagery. Yeah. Now, just for clarification, what Timothy's yeah. talking about in, in, in the Exaltat, in the great, the great very first hymn of Easter, it references the mother bee and, and, and the work of the bees of creating this candle, this candle you know, sort of the, the, but but there's a lot of symbolism even in that, which maybe is another show in some ways. But even in that text, we get the sense that, you know, there's a purpose um, for this night of redemption. That's what made me think of it was you, when you said that, Todd, is that what we celebrate on that night, what we celebrate every Sunday, is that because God became man and died for our sins so that we might have life, like, we right. we celebrate that that incarnational moment. So the wax from you know that that is cultivated from you know beeswax uh, as it comes together to create candles, giving us light, reminding us of of the light of Christ in our own life, our baptismal candle. All of these things. If you look around your church this Sunday, look at all the natural things. Ignore the fake yes. plants. But but look look at what we're using in our liturgy, whether it be oil lamps, uh, wax candles, the bread, the wine, the water, all the the natural things, the cotton that went in to create vestments and albs, and it, it is oh it's so integral in ways that we probably just don't think about because it's so commonplace. Right, mm-hmm. right. But also that God intended for us to be in relationship with him, right? Mm-hmm. So it yes, created, that's what I was thinking too, yes. For the body of Christ and with his intention of that water would be baptism, that oil would be for anointing. These are the means in which we are then brought into that reality, that sacred reality yeah. as the baptized body of Christ and therefore created, baptized to worship. 
using yeah. all of these sacred, wonderful yeah. things that God has created for us to use for worship two to things, give him thanks and praise, yeah, right? Right, two things. So I always say that that's one of the things I love most about being Catholic, that, that we say we believe just common, ordinary, daily, mm-hmm. natural things. God chooses those to not just encounter us in a profound and unique way, in ways that, yes, uh, like Francis says in Desiderio, we encounter Christ in many ways. The liturgy is not the only way, but it is the Mm -hmm. most unique and the most powerful Mm -hmm. way, right? So we say we believe that all of these common, ordinary, natural things God uses as the vehicles to encounter us, and not just encounter us, but to do something to us, right? And right. then you think what yeah. you what you two were just talking about. It, it, it would almost be like this. I'm not, now I'm paraphrasing God, right? But I, I want to encounter them so badly that I will create these things that will allow me to encounter them in the mm-hmm. in their created life. Right. I will create water so that I can encounter yeah. them. I will create I will create wheat and grapes so that I can nourish them. And, and, and I mean, that's no, it's absolutely yeah. true. That's I, what Pope you know, Francis says. That yeah. God comes to us in the ways that we can understand him. Right. That we can experience him. And that's through those normal daily things of life that's why i think ordinary times should be renamed extraordinary time because this season of normality helps us to see god in these extraordinary ways in in bread and oil and and water and fire and and these normal things that we experience every day in our home life cooking a meal it's off it's transcended in the liturgy in a on a different level of existence danielle you just made me think of a question and and maybe i don't want to derail things but as our listeners are or her or as we're talking about this and they're listening you made me think of in terms of the connection between the domestic church and Mm -hmm. and what we do on sunday you know i i certainly grew up in a household for the most part where my mom and my dad and myself, we still were cooking. Like we were making food and eating together at that Sunday. So I had a sense of the tomatoes that came out of our garden. I had a sense of the the bread that was being kneaded on our counters. And and maybe unconsciously, and and as I got older, I was able to make those connections. Do you you sense or have any ideas about the disconnection of of that in our current life? Oh my goodness. In the current reality. I agree with you. There's a strong disconnect, even, and I have to admit, even in my my own personal life, I I, I very rarely cook dinner because I'm just too busy, mm-hmm. right? So we go out way too much, bring home takeout or whatever, because the busyness of our lives kind of derail us. Yeah. So I and I think oh. that's a very that's a common experience. It's not just me, um, and I think that sure. disconnect. You know, one of Francis's concerns is that we're not able to live in this realm of symbol and science yes. and, and yeah. so forth. But if we have, if we don't even have a concept of of making a meal together, how are we going to sharing a meal the symbolic together? reality of right. that? Right. Right. You know, he does just real briefly. He he talks about the disconnect in the from the liturgy in a couple of ways. Definitely that way, Danielle. That I hope we get to talk a little bit more in detail later. But um, um, but also he talks about the disconnect from the very invitation that Christ gives us to come and dine with him, right? Yeah. That, that the, the invitation is mm-hmm. issued to all, but then Pope Francis says, some have not heard that invitation. Some have forgotten that invitation. Some, uh, and then he says, some get caught up in the, exactly what you're saying, Danielle, he says, some get caught up in the busyness and the twists and the turns of life mm-hmm. and don't hear that invitation. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah. I think that's why he's calling us to a reconnection yeah. between, mm-hmm. all, between liturgy and, and all of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the liturgical formation of the oh, people of yeah. God. So in a number right. of ways, he talks about that disconnect um, b- between life and liturgy. And Danielle, you love to talk about life and liturgy. <laughs> well, the end of his document, you yeah. know, where you've been talking about offering, right? Offering of self, offering of the things that God gives us to then in turn ha- have them give offering to God. But he concludes this with the Sunday celebration itself offers to the Christian community the possibility of being formed by the Eucharist from Sunday to Sunday, the word of the risen Lord illuminates our existence, wanting to achieve in us the end for which it was sent. No, read the next line, though. 
from Sunday to Sunday communion in the body and blood of Christ wants to make also of our lives a sacrifice pleasing See, to the that, Father. That, I, yeah, yeah. That, that image too mm-hmm. has got to be there. Yep. And let's, that's a line right from the liturgy, yeah, right? That yeah. our lives become a sacrifice of praise. Yep, exactly. That's, that's exactly yeah. what our life is called to be. Yep. We'll pick it up there when we come back from this next break. Stay with us for the second half of Focus on the Liturgy. We're talking about Desiderio, Desideravi, and creation. Catholic Charities, we want to remind you that we are here for anyone who is a victim of domestic violence or anyone who has a concern about someone they think may be a victim. Domestic violence affects millions of people each year, both women and men, of every race, religion, culture, and economic status. It includes physical, psychological, and emotional abuse inflicted in both subtle and overt ways. The impact on children can be devastating. If you or someone you know are victims of domestic violence and you are looking for a place for healing and recovery, call us at 773-935-3434 in Cook County and 224-430-4977 in Lake County. A safer, happier tomorrow can begin today. say how can you spend your day with three-year-olds seeing the changes that they go through and just the journey and how they grow this is a very rewarding job even though at the end of the day we're not the highest paid people on earth and when I have a parent contact me and say my child loves school that to me I'm setting that foundation for their love of learning because really you are changing lives you are molding lives shape the next generation of leaders teach Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy here on 7.50 a.m. If you are just joining us for the second half, I'm Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship. I'm Timothy Johnston from St. Thomas the Apostle. And I'm Danielle Noe from LTP. Danielle, you can't see it, but coming out of that break with that hymn, <laughs> Timothy was airplane the piano. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about the recent apostolic letter, Desiderio Desideravi, the call for... Uh, the liturgical formation of the people of God from Pope Francis and its connection to the idea of creation. 
We are in the season of creation from September 1st to uh, October 4th. Um, Pope Francis has, has called us to be mindful of our common home and this holiness and uh, uh, the holiness of creation. And he also talks about that in Desiderio, in connection to the liturgy. So during that last break, Timothy and Danielle and I were kind of texting back and forth and such about uh, a line that Pope Francis uses that I've never, ever heard, Danielle. And that's what I said to Timothy during that break in the, in the, uh, uh, here in the studio. Everything we've been saying about crea- liturgy depends on creation. It, mm-hmm. because, because liturgy uses the created things that God intended mm-hmm. to be the vehicles of his encounter with us water and fire and ash mm-hmm. and water and, and wine and, and bread right all of that but he uses this line in paragraph 10 where he's talking about this is why the the the, the incarnation the marriage of heaven and earth the, the destruction of the barrier between heaven and earth he says that the incarnation is the always only new event in history mm-hmm. Always mm-hmm. the always only new event in history. So, uh, only this event is always new. The the inca- so just even breaking that open. What does that mean, Timothy? Timothy goes. I don't know if I can get my head around that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying to trying to wrap my. Well, brain. I I think part of it, Danielle, goes back to what you said earlier in the show, and that is, if liturgy is our encounter with the Christ, by which the power of his paschal mystery can reach us, and that's almost a direct quote from mm-hmm. Desiderio, mm-hmm. then that means it that includes the incarnation. Danielle, you were talking about how most people hear the paschal mystery, they think of the passion, death, and resurrection, but right. it does include right. the incarnation. The it fact does. that God the fact and the fact that it, it's always new, the incarnation. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. sanctification of creation is always there. That that yeah. that connection with creation is always there, and Danielle, you made the comment. I'm paraphrasing, but part of what I think he's talking about is the divinization of humanity. Absolutely, you know, God reveals Himself through Christ to reveal God's self, and in doing that, He reveals to us what it means to be human, because obviously, after the initial creation at the beginning of time, humanity had fallen. So in our fallen nature, we needed a reminder, if you will, or another a way to encounter God so that we could be restored to how God intended for us to be from the very beginning of creation. And so through the incarnation, God reveals that to us through the humanity and divinity of Jesus. And through that, he sanctified what he had created he sanctified humanity and then by showing us himself by elevating us to that sanctification we might become divine it doesn't mean we're god right we 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 are like god but we are not god um well we hear it we hear it in the liturgy through the mingling Mm -hmm. of this water and wine may we come to share Mm -hmm. in the divinity of christ who humbled himself himself to share in our humanity Right, and, and but that's our a baptism, theme. Of course, we share in that priest, prophet, and king. Exactly, we are brought into that. Um, you know, one other way to look at it too is in terms of the restoration of creation and being brought into that mystery, and and the incarnation kind of uh, kicking off in mo- motion, if you will, the restoration of that reality. Creation itself was a liturgical act, right? The liturgy of creation. Yes. That liturgy for us is wor- is the work of the people. Creation itself is the work of God. And his very act, all of his God's actions are holy. And so that, that creative act is a liturgy. And so our participation in the liturgy brings us back into that initial liturgy of creation. Yep. Yeah, he, he says he says in, in paragraph 11, it is the concrete way by means of his incarnation mm-hmm. that he loves us. He loves us. Mm-hmm. That, he, that is the, the yeah. it, and it is in this way in which he sanctifies his own thirst for mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. he had declared from the cross. I mean, that is a beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Right yes. to, to reflect on, like to even imagine 
like God's thirst, like for us. The, the oh my gosh, you know what immediately comes to my mind? The preface to the third Sunday of Lent with the Samaritan woman. Oh, so sure. ardently did he thirst for oh, her faith. Yes. Yeah. So ardently did he thirst for her yeah. faith. Yeah. Christ yeah. thirsts for us. It hungers for us, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, I mean, this idea of the incarnation, one, one of the things that Pope Francis says in Desiderio, and remember to our listeners, the reason we're talking about creation is because it's by the very means of created things that the liturgy uses, that God uses in the liturgy to encounter That's us, right? right? Yeah. But he says, right. he says that all of creation, all of history, in fact, was a preparation for this meal. So... I mean, that, read, yeah. read uh, that fascinates me. Read, read the creation story through the lens of the Last Supper. Mm. In the beginning, mm-hmm. God created the heavens and the earth for this moment mm-hmm. of dining together. In the beginning, God separated the waters from the earth in preparation for. I mean, if you read mm-hmm. through the story of creation, I think that I think that's. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, there, there's a profundity there that that um, mm-hmm. I feel like we need to write a book now. Um, <laughs> just to, but but again, exactly. I, again, going back to that's what we start at the Easter Vigil when we're retelling mm-hmm. the story of salvation history. We start with that reading, right? And and but how many of us are sitting there thinking in that that right. lens? And maybe the church, when it designed the lectionary, wasn't thinking about it either. I don't know, but but that. Yeah, that's a perfect insight. Also, Eucharistic Prayer 4, the preface for Eucharistic Prayer 4, if you have access to that and to read through, yes. it, it recapitulates this in a different way, or at least from creation, and it kind of goes through salvation history in, in that sense. Again, reminding and preparing Leading us, us to this moment, to this at moment. this moment mm-hmm. when we offer yeah. this bread and wine and offer ourselves in imitation of Christ. To this moment, at this Mass— here now in our midst, which is why this is my soapbox. <laughs> That's why at that the mass in which you celebrate, you should receive communion in that liturgy, right? Communion right. that was consecrated right. at that mass, our not from the cathedral. At that mass. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, again, we hear it every time we gather. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours. yours. Uh, para, you know, use a different word if you want. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my self offering and your self offering may be acceptable, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, that, 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 that's, and, and it's all in that process that we may become divine as he humbled yeah. himself to share in our humanity. Well, I think one of the problems is we also think very logically and very linear, in a linear, linear, linear way of thinking, like a timeline, right? This right. happened, and then this happened, and that happened. But looking at all of these events through the lens of resur- of incarnation and resurrection gives a completely different meaning of the creation story, of the flood with Noah and that covenant. It, 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 it just raises all of those experiences to this cosmic understanding of what God intentions are and how to restore us back into that relationship oh my gosh so then each participation in the liturgy each part fulfills that intention exactly right exactly yeah each Mm -hmm. each part each time Mm -hmm. we participate in the eucharist in in the liturgy in any of the sacraments that intention of god is fulfilled Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm Go to mass with that in your mind this right. coming like, Sunday. Let's all ponder that for a while because <laughs> during right, this, like that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> during this break, when we come back from this last break, we'll have the last section. Timothy and Danielle, let's talk about that idea of the method of creation that Pope Francis talks about in Desiderio. The use of the the continued use of these things for liturgy. Perfect. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
come to the Mercy Mile on the West Loop to cheer on runners in the 2022 Bank of America Chicago Marathon, Sunday, October 9th from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Mercy Home for Boys and Girls annual cheer zone and celebration features games, food trucks, a DJ, a climbing wall, and lots of activities for kids. Conveniently located just west of downtown Chicago, it's the best place to have fun with the whole family while watching 40,000 runners pass by Mercy Home at 1140 West Jackson. And it's free! Join the fun and cheer with Mercy Home on October 9th. Go to mercyhome.org. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. Welcome back to this last segment of Focus on the Liturgy. We have been talking about Desiderio Desideravi, the Pope's latest encyclical on the formation, liturgical formation of the people of God and its connection to creation. Um, in, in that last segment, we were talking about, um, uh, again, the, the, use of, um, the, the use of the created order to encounter mm -hmm. Christ. God the Father through Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit uh, in the liturgy. Um, and and uh, Francis used a, a term that I asked you guys about before that last break, where he, he talks about the, the liturgy using the method of creation. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Because I love that. I, the method of creation is, is the, the, the method of creation is the method is the liturgical method. How's that? All of the things that God creates are created for our use, for the purpose of giving him glory, for the purpose of giving him thanks and praise. So the liturgy uses all of that stuff so that God is then communicated to us, revealed to us. In paragraph 42, um, Francis says, it's the whole of creation yeah. mm -hmm. that is assumed in order to be placed at the service of encounter with the word incarnate, crucified, dead, risen, ascended to the Father. There he includes the it incarnation. The, yep, yep. <laughs> it is the prayer over the water at the baptismal font sings, but also the prayer over the oil for sacred chrism and the words for the presentation of the bread and wine, all fruit of the earth and work of human hands. Yep. And then he continues then that all of that, that makes up the liturgy. The liturgy gives glory to God, not because we can add something to the beauty of it, but the liturgy gives glory to God because it allows us here on earth to see God in the celebration of the mysteries. So in the bread, in the water, yeah. in the fire, well, just before in the that, smoke of the incense. That's, that's what he says. He lists all of those just a few mm -hmm. lines w before, before you began to, to read that. Yeah. Bread, wine, oil, Water, fragrances, fire, ashes, rock, mm -hmm. fabrics, colors, body, words, sounds, silences, gestures, space, movement, action, order, time, light. Yeah. All of creation. Yeah. God uses. And, 
all of that is a metaphor. It's a it's a it's a narrative. It's our story that tells us about the reality of God. And Francis is very, that's why he emphasizes so much that we are a society that doesn't know how to speak in a symbolic language. Right. I was hoping you we know? would get to this point. And, yeah. and I, I agree with him. We don't know. We, we've lost a symbolic vocabulary. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to speak the language of symbols. And, 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 and yeah. it is its own language, right? It is it its is. own language. And symbols, symbols speak. Um, and and for and somehow we have lost this. I'll always say this in my sacramental theology courses. We, it's I don't think it's that people don't believe. It's that we don't know how to articulate it anymore. Right. We don't know. We've yeah. lost a sacramental yeah. vocabulary. Well, the, the word symbol itself, you know, is problematic because what what we mean as Catholics is not what most people understand the definition of that word to be. So most of society will look at a symbol as a stand-in for something else, yeah, which then, which then um, means it's not a it's not real, right? Right. It's something other. But in our symbolic language, it's 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 it reveals and conceals the reality. It it, it is the 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 sacredness to say that the eucharist is a symbol doesn't mean that it jesus is not present that it's a stand-in for what um the last supper meant no it's reality yeah. christ is or that present, baptism is a, sa- a symbol baptism mm-hmm. is a symbol mm-hmm. of no it isn't it is right. it is it's the real deal yeah it's the real deal, <laughs> the real deal. Right? yeah i think i mean yeah. you think about it and and even even what we're doing here i mean we are such a society of talkers Talk, 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 radio, talk, television, talk, right? Every, yeah. Everything is, everything is talk. Everything is explained. Everything is, uh, we, we don't know how to speak by laying on hands. No, you're right. By, by breaking a loaf of bread and passing yes. it around. By anointing. By, yes. Uh, we, yeah, I, 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 this is kind of what I was getting at a little bit earlier with, with my question about home the domestic yes. church and whatnot, and and just thinking in terms of the celebration of the liturgy itself, all because even as Pope Francis named, as you just read, Todd, you know the gestures, the body, all of that is part of how we we celebrate. So the intentionality, not only as a participant within the assembly, a member of that body, but as presiders, as deacons, how how do we? What's the right way? I, I don't want to just say engage because that's not the, the best way to, to describe what I'm trying to get at, but to use or to engage these signs and symbols, the water at baptism. Are we just doing, you know, yeah, little bit... Perfunctory? Perfunctory. Yeah, that's yeah. a great word, perfunctory. But are we respecting the gift of creation in the sense of, of what we've been talking about here, that water's been created for this purpose? Bread or uh, wheat and so and treat it, so treat it with reverence <laughs> yes. and dignity and yes. the profundity that it deserves to celebrate beautifully the sacramental celebrations of our church. Because, and as I think what Pope Francis would say is part of that's what's going to draw us more mm-hmm. deeply to the very heart of Christ in that in the liturgy. Oh my gosh, his whole last part <laughs> is about that the Ars Celebrande, the art of yeah. celebrating. Yeah. So, and so, do this well, yeah. Timothy, you talked about intentionality, and something that always comes to my mind is "Be still and know that I am God." We mm. are we are not a society that's comfortable with silences yeah. or to allow ourselves to just be an experience. And one of the things that I struggled with for our listeners, um, both Timothy and I went to St. John's in College Minnesota, which was um, run by the Benedictines, and they were so comfortable with silence and intentionality. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And when I left the monastery and started worshiping in regular parish churches again, I was so struck by how the noise and the chaos had infiltrated the liturgy, that everything has to be done. We got to get the first reading done. There's no time to to be still and allow it to absorb and penetrate our hearts. Got to get this song in, got to get that done. You know, the way in which we engage with the signs and symbols reveals the sacredness of the act it allows us to reflect on what happened you know when we're going through the motions at a a fast pace because we have to get it done by you know 11:50, so people can leave the parking lot and the next mass can start people don't it, it it doesn't give us enough time 
to absorb into who we are and to be transformed. And who, yeah, and who, and who we are called to be. So the question mm-hmm. he says toward the end, I want to pose is how can we become once again capable of symbols? How can we again know how to read them and be able to live them? Well, and I don't know if this is an answer to that question. Maybe it is, though, it, or at least a part of partial answer, because I think it goes back to what we started this section or this, this segment with is because he says this liturgy is not about knowledge. And just as you were talking, Danielle, uh, if we are intentional and we slow down and we are attentive to what we're celebrating, because I don't, this is one thing we're really good at in, in our particular culture is we can stand up in a classroom and write, you know, this is, this is the language you need to know. And this is how you need to know it. That's the knowledge that, that he's saying the liturgy is not about. If the liturgy, the pedagogy of the liturgy is just the formation, like if we enter into it vulnerably and celebrate it well, we're formed in that language. Yes. Like I have a (laughs) sacramental sense because of the way my home parish celebrated for good or bad, the way that my parents celebrated prayer at home, the way we ate together, my sense. So there's an innate if we take, and going back to what you said, Todd, at the very beginning of the show, standing at the the edge of the Grand Canyon and allowing yourself to experience wonder and awe, allowing oneself to ingest and digest and be present to the grandeur of God begins to teach, begins to form and shape. So, because I can't give you a lesson no. on what, what to say or how to no. do it. That's the that's that's formation by the liturgy that Pope yeah. Francis talks about in the in the letter. He, he says to, to to allow ourselves to be formed. So we have one minute left, Danielle and and Timothy. I mean, even just encouraging our listeners when you go to mass this Sunday, be intentional about your symbolic gestures: the sign of the cross, the genuflection, mm-hmm. the walking in procession. Be attentive to the use of the symbol, the the liturgical and sacramental symbols in in the liturgy, if Mm -hmm. incense is used, the way that the books are processed, right? The the procession bringing forth these precious gifts that God has given us that we are called to now offer back. So how are they carried? How are those gifts carried? How are they presented? Mm -hmm. I mean, to the listeners, just be in liturgy, nothing is unimportant. In, in, Even uh, your role, yes, how you move, yes. how you kneel, how you bow, how you sing, all for the how prayers, you respond, how, yeah, mm-hmm, how you how participate, you the sign of peace, all of that matters. Yeah, yeah, the frivolous turning and waving to people in the sign of peace. Does that really express right, right. the peace of the <laughs> Lord, the peace of right. Christ? We're talking about Desiderio, Desideravi, and creation during the season of creation. Pope Francis makes the connection in his apostolic letter. We encourage our listeners to get that letter, to download it, to read it, yes. because we're going to talk about it again in some level next <laughs> next month. <laughs> until then, until then, it's been great to be with the two of you again. God bless, everyone. God bless. Bye-bye. We tell the earth, we tend the ground, sowing hope and peace where none is found in selfless love.